Hey everybody, Justin here, and welcome to what I can easily call an end of summer, beginning of fall update. And this update is everything to do with the Telehell listener survey that a good number of you have taken last month when we issued it to you. And I just want to issue a couple couple of uh, caveats before we uh, get started here. Uh, number one, this presentation, I guess you can call it, uh, it's going to be in lieu of our usual annual recap show. And part of the reason for that is... Those shows are a pain in the ass to put together, and it's also starting to get really busy at my actual job. And that's uh, also, by the way, uh, the reason why we're uh, pushing things up to November this year for our uh, premiere, because the fall is the busiest time of year for me at my work, and I kind of have to put my priorities to them first before doing anything involving the show. But I do want to say right now, the good news is, is that I've already written the first three scripts of season six. So we are very much in production. As a matter of fact, I just recorded an episode just before doing this one. So if uh, my voice winds up wearing out after a little while, you'll understand why. But uh, we are in production right now. And I really wanted to give myself the extra month or so to get these things ready because... You know, I love you guys, and I want to do the best damn show that I want to do for you guys. So I appreciate your uh, time, but I also appreciate your patience. And uh, let's uh, let's just go over uh, what all of you said here in the Telehell listener survey. Uh, 41 of you took the survey, which I know may not seem like a lot, but remember, we are an independent show. We're not on any uh, major distributor or major network or anything. It's very much by our shoestrings. And we appreciate every single one of you that have taken the survey, given the opinions and all that stuff. And uh, let's uh, let's just go uh, one by one to the questions. And uh, I mean, there, there's a couple of them that are basically like administrative questions, you know, like, uh, you know, identify yourself, email, all that stuff. We're not going to talk about that stuff. Uh, altogether, 81.1% uh, of you love the show. And I appreciate that. Uh, 13.5% of you say you simply like it. And uh, two people, uh, well, one person said it was just okay, and we'll do our best to improve ourselves a little bit. One of you, <laughs> I don't know if they were just doing this to troll me or anything, just uh, clicked the button that said, what's telehell? There's one in every group. <laughs> That's that's for sure. I don't know who said that. Actually, I, I could find out right now who said that, but I don't want to call anybody out. So, you know, if you're just being cute with me, that's whatever. Uh, but altogether, 81% of you uh, seem to really like what we do here. So uh, now let's go into the meat of the matter here. The second question was, without saying a specific show, what genre of shows would you like us to cover more of in future episodes? And we gave you a number of options, but we'll just uh, narrow things down to the top, th uh, let's say top three because uh, those are the biggest slices of the pie that I can actually see the percentage numbers on. Uh, at the top of the list, 27% uh, of you said you wanted us to cover more game shows in future episodes. There's a lot of uh, fertile ground there, so we will definitely put that into consideration. As a matter of fact, uh, we are going to be talking about probably uh, one of the biggest game shows there is to talk about in a future show this season. I'll explain a little bit more about that once we get there. Uh, 
in second place, uh, 21.6% of you said you wanted us to talk about more sitcoms. Another piece of fertile ground, because let's face it, there's only so many ways to say that's not funny, but there's many unique ways to show how not funny a show is. So we'll definitely uh, do more of our fair share of uh, sitcoms in season six. And then we also had in third place at 16.2% unaired TV pilots. I enjoyed taking a look at unaired TV pilots and we actually have, that's uh, one of the, uh, the three scripts that I have written already is uh, one of these uh, shows is going to be about an unaired pilot from the nineties. It is also a sitcom and I am going to leave it at that for now and <laughs> when we get closer to november i'll actually reveal the episode titles and uh, one of those titles that you may already know about because a lot of you follow us on twitter and we'll get to that bridge once we burn it but right now let's get to our third question which decade of tv shows would you like us to cover in future episodes and we saw a pretty uh a, a wider response of answers and this was actually one that I had to break the tie on. We had actually uh, a couple questions that I had to break the tie on, and that would make me uh, entrant number 41 in the survey. I said I would break ties if needed, and this was one of them. It was a toss-up between the 80s and the 90s as far as which decade you'd like us to cover more of. And it did come in tied, so to break the tie... I kind of have to go with my own home field advantage. I really am a kid of the 90s, so we are going to try to do more shows from the 90s, and we will tell you a little bit more about just how we're going to integrate the 90s in just a moment. Uh, 80s uh, came in at 32.4%, the 70s came in at 16.2%, and then the 2000s sort of eked in a little bit at 8.1%, and... Again, this does not necessarily mean we're going to go like hard into a specific decade. It just means what would you like us to do more of? So there will be a few more 90s pieces of content this year. And we will tell you a little bit more about that as we go to our next question. Uh, Number four was uh, about the theme months. And would you like to see us do themed shows again? There were four choices for this one. And the one that got the most votes... 54.1% of you said yes, but every few months, which I think is fair because, you know, in order to do a theme month, at least from my experience from the previous season, is that you really need to do like more than a certain amount. Like for the first few seasons of last year, we did like three shows in a month. And originally the plan was supposed to be, you know, that they'd be scattered throughout the month, but it just kind of messed up our timing and everything else. So we're going to do uh, theme months again next season, but we're not going to do them all in a row. What we're going to do, and we have uh, some of the schedule already uh, itemized a little bit, we're going to do theme months for the month for the months of January 2024, March of 2024, and May of 2024. The first few shows of the season, I mean, we just got to be able to get back on track and all that stuff. But we will do our theme months in January, March, and May of 24. And we do have a number of things uh, up our sleeves for this one, which neatly segues ourselves into question number five. Of the themes that we did this season, which one of them would you like to see 
return. And we did have another runaway for this one. 43.2% of you wanted us to cover shows from a specific year once again, aka the Rex of so-and-so. Now, this actually ties in with the previous two questions because you wanted us to cover more stuff from the 90s. And... Part of the reason why we called uh, the Rex of 79 what it was last year was because it was sort of a play on an old song, the Wreck of the Old 97. I don't know who sings that song, but it's like a it's like an old folk song about a train. Um, I got to hear that because I got to listen to more music. But that is uh, pretty much what we're going to be doing as one of our theme months. We are going to be doing the Rex of 98. Three flops from the year 1998. Now, I don't know when we're going to schedule those, but that is definitely going to be something that's going to happen because one of the shows that we're going to be covering will also be tying into our fourth annual charity show. Way too primordial to talk about it at this point, but let's just say that if you know any shows from 1998 that you think may have a connection to a charity, that's all the hint that I'm going to give you right now. Otherwise, uh, circling back to question five, uh, as far as themes go, uh, best of the worst, uh, bad episodes of good shows, that came in second place. That doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, out of the question for, like, individual shows altogether, so we may do that as, like, maybe one of the in-between shows for the other parts of the season. So that came in at 27%, and then uh, the next one after that was another Fox failure month, and... You know, Fox shows are in very ample supply in terms of flying close to the sun. And you know, there, there may be like one of those occasions where everything just intersects. It could be a Fox failure from the 90s that may have had a... Uh, no, that's just too much of a stretch. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Uh, but yes, we are indeed going to do the Rex of 98 as one of our themes. The other two I'm going to keep under wraps for now. And now let's uh, go to uh, some individual responses on this next question here. Are there any other themes that we may have missed that would have made for a good theme month or theme season of the show? And again, I'm not going to single out anybody uh, individually, but there were a couple of uh, good responses. Some people said don't do theme months, and that's okay. That's absolutely fine. Uh, But as far as uh, actual themes, you know, people, uh, you know, said... Fox shows, uh, HBO late night shows that failed. Uh, more people said good episodes of bad shows. Actually, no, that's the inverse of the other one. Bad episodes of good shows, there's the opposite of that, because there are bad shows, and they always have at least one show that people thought, okay, that's fine. See uh, the Shasta McNasty episode for further proof of that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We got uh, NB Crap. NBC crap, rather. It's just bad shows from the NBC network. Yep, yep, the network's been around for almost 100 years now, so never say never to that. Uh, Let's see, uh, somebody said tele-Halloween, which would be a good idea if we were doing any shows in October, but like I said, we're coming back in November this year. Just, I, I gotta focus on the stuff behind the scenes first, but we will be back in November. Um, More Fox recommendations. Uh, Shows with a devil theme. Well, you know what? I mean, we are called Telehell. 
we we kind of need to be able to <laughs> bite the hand that feeds us, so to speak, sometimes. So uh, we may put that into consideration. Uh, shows canceled after one episode. I've seen a number of... Uh, listicles about things like that um we got animated shows uh bad video game cartoon shows uh early cable shows like from primordial eras and just a whole bunch of other things i think this may be enough to just help us do a couple seasons (laughs) altogether but you know thank you very much for uh for all the feedback there uh let's see uh what else we got Uh, weird syndicated shows that's another good topic um Great actors in bad guest star roles. That may be a little too niche, but I do see where you're going with this. Um, A sports month. Yeah, I I think we should do some kind of sports thing. Although we kind of do that already each year with uh, our uh, big Super Bowl shows. And uh, I do have an idea for uh, another inductee into the big game Hall of Shame coming in February. And I... Again, want to keep this one under wraps. Just, I don't want to give too much away because it's still technically the summer and I have yet to produce a single show, let alone write three scripts for them. But um, <laughs> we got all that stuff there. Uh, sci-fi shows, uh, reality shows, uh, the Fox Family Network, a.k.a. ABC Family in Freeform. Uh, maybe a little too niche. And also, I never really watched that channel growing up, but, you know... I, I totally understand where you're coming from with this. Uh, Saturday morning stupidity. Uh, yeah, we can probably squeeze in maybe more uh, cartoon-related content. Uh, what else uh, do I see here? Uh, more uh, unaired pilots. Uh, decades. Shows with stars before they were famous. That I think just might be more of like a passing mention on a given show. I don't know. But... A lot of these are really great ideas, and we will take them under advisement. Hopefully, we'll actually get to use some of them. So, moving on to uh, number seven, and this one involves our Patreon. And by the by, uh, we've uh, replenished our uh, shelves, so to speak. If anybody out there is either already a patron or wants to be a patron and would also like to make a special priority request for a future episode. We've restocked the shelves on that and just go to patreon.com slash podcast to see what it's all about. But again, those are all in perpetuity. So uh, that's a digression for today. So speaking of Patreon, we... Uh, We always uh, like to add different uh, mini shows in general, whether it be commercials of the damned or phonorama or, you know, just talk about infomercials. But we all we're always looking for a way to uh, expand the portfolio, so to speak. Now, eagle-eared listeners may have heard this last season. We did have plans to talk about edutainment shows that aired on PBS. This is like the 15 minute filler shows that would usually air at like two in the afternoon that... I guess was meant for uh, classrooms and all that stuff. And as much as I wanted to do that, I didn't exactly see how it would fit in to our usual motif because there were some shows that I actually liked and it wouldn't exactly fit in with the whole nine circle thing. So maybe it's like a future show when if God forbid I'm ever sick of doing this show, maybe I want to talk about something else in another kind of show. Maybe that would be an idea for, like, the back pocket, so to speak. But as far as uh, the choices that I gave you, which, again, edutainment was uh, one of the choices, that came in in, uh, second place at 16.2%. But 
running away with it at 51.4% is a show about annoying TV theme songs and their composers. Now, I do want to preface by saying that just because a song is annoying does not necessarily make it a bad theme song. Bad and annoying are not mutually exclusive. So I believe we have enough content and I you should see the collection of TV theme songs that I have saved up. But we do have enough TV theme songs on hand so that we can give the composers of these songs the dignity that they deserve. So, sometime this season, and again, I'm not quite sure, just again because of the timing of things, but I do want to start this new feature, and I'm tentatively calling this segment Earwormers. Because, you know, it's hell. You still got to have some sort of macabre in there. So uh, earwormers or earworms or ear, just something to do with worms and music. Uh, we're going to do a show involving uh, TV theme song composers. If I'm lucky, maybe I can land an interview with some of them. And I'm, I'm trying to get this one particular interview in place can't say too much about it because I still got to get in contact with a guy. But a friend of the show has offered to connect me with this guy. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. And if so, he may be the first subject for earwormers once we get all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. So that's uh, that's coming soon to our Patreon and only our Patreon for now. We may bring it up to the free feed at some point. Question number eight, as uh, some of you may know, we have rules regarding things that we will not review, and we are uh, looking to get rid of one of these things that we will not review, and this was something that wound up as a tie. Uh, The same amount of you, 32.4% of you, thought that we should get rid of the rules saying that we will not do reviews on uh, local or international shows, and also the guilty pleasure rule a show that I like, but others hate, but not vice versa. And as the uh, president of the Senate, so to speak, I must cast the tie-breaking vote. And quite honestly, podcasts are a lot more international than you think they are. Now, we are based in the United States, and a lot of the TV that I've ever watched is American TV, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't, like, you know, flops in the UK or flops in Australia or flops in other parts of the world where, you know, I can understand the content at least. So my exec- by executive decision, I have decided to eliminate the will not review local or international shows rule, meaning that sometime this season we will cover a show from somewhere elsewhere aside from the United States. Now, there's a lot to choose from. Try not to get too excited if I don't choose a particular one, but like I said, it's a big world out there, and there's a lot to sift through there. But as of right now, it's officially official that the local international rule has now been eliminated. It is open season on foreign shows, but... We have to keep things set at six things we will not review, which brings us to number nine, 
Which one of these new rules would you like in place of the old one? This one was a little more of a substantial vote, and the choices were no web series, aka YouTube or independently online shows, no shows with people with problematic pasts, no news programs except in special circumstances, no visual shows, or no shows that have been over-reviewed by others. By a total of 48.6%, and everybody else trailing behind the new rule that we're going to put in place, no web series. And I feel, I feel like I agree with this for a number of reasons. Like, you know, YouTube series are their own thing. I mean, they're not set by the same standards as a TV viewing audience. You know, it's not something that could be, I mean, it, it could be a broadcast TV show. It could be a cable TV show. I don't know. But you know, it's a totally different viewer mindset, basically. And part of the reason why I kind of wanted to put this rule in was because for the past few years now, I'm not going to name any names, but somebody wanted me to review uh, these two animated shows because it just so happens to involve hell as a motif. And these shows are, um, I'm pretty sure you've, you've heard of them, but they're called... Uh, has been hotel spelt with a z has been hotel and hell of a boss that one has more of a hell motif well i, I mean they both do but you know like it's got hell in the title and for some reason somebody really wanted me to review it just because it's got hell in the title and quite honestly i think both of those shows are one of the most brilliant animated shows that i've ever seen and it really kind of surprises me that it's not a show on Netflix or Hulu or even HBO or anything like that. I, I really think it's one of the most refreshing animated shows I've seen in a very long time. And this is speaking as a guy who has pretty much given up on primetime television, has just stuck to the classics for a very long time. So the whole point I'm trying to make about this is that, you know, web series, they're meant to have much more freedom than a broadcast or cable show. And I don't know, I just, I, I really don't see the point in reviewing shows like that because they're the most freewheeling, they're the most freeing. It's it's pointless to review web shows, no matter what the quality is. I mean, that'd be like me doing an episode about a fellow podcast. I, it'd be redundant, it'd be pointless. Absolutely pointless. So as of right now, our new rule is that we will not review YouTube or independently online web series. This is television. This is telehealth. As I uh, hydrate myself now from uh, talking a blue streak about this, let's go on to question number 10. Um, we uh, these, these next few questions were really more about just how the show sounds in general, and that includes uh, any episodes that we do involving uh, a plot line of some kind. And we have the ongoing story. Me, as a narrator, tries to escape hell, trying to find the one show that checks off all nine circles of hell. So we asked in question number 10... Should we keep going with all that theater of the mind stuff? Should we dial it back a little? Or should we just stick to TV reviews and maybe just get rid of all the hell stuff altogether? Thankfully, cooler heads prevail and say 73% want me to just go nuts with it. So I will do the best that I can to go nuts with it. Because I'll tell you, you know, just... I, I really enjoy putting these shows together. And 
one of the things that I would like to be better at than just being an audio editor is being a writer. You know, everybody uh, I know, you know, friends, family, and all that stuff say, you know, you should write a book. You should write for a TV show. I can't seem to do that right now because as of press time, everybody's uh, still picketing. But even so, you know, just it, it gets a little complicated after that. But I do want to be able to hone my writing just a little bit. And thankfully, uh, because of all you guys out there, I am going to do my best to go a little more nutso with the hell stuff. Question 11. We do have guests on our show. We are going to try and get a few more guests on our show. And just remember, we are an independent show, so we can only do uh, what we can. So uh, as far as, uh, I guess, the conversationalism between me and the guests would go, would you rather we let them have their fun with the uh, things that I write for them or things that they would write for themselves, which I would often do or often let them do or have it be more of a straightforward conversation or interview. 86.5% of you overwhelmingly say let the guests have their fun if the guests, of course, want to. I mean, you kind of have to treat a guest as though there's a person in your home, obviously. So, uh, yes, we're uh, going to try. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the shows that uh, I wrote and just recorded, we actually recorded a guest already. And whenever I have a guest on, I try to like I try to make sure that they have at least some rudimentary acting experience. But I also like working with uh, complete unknowns, too, just so that I can loosen them up a little bit, have them think that it's not just going to be like a regular interview podcast, especially once we throw in all the bells and whistles. And yeah, I'd love them to have a lot of fun. So duly noted people of the Internet. Uh, Number 12, the overall sound of our show. Some people have complained that our background sound, i.e. the fire in the background, the reverb when I talk, um, all the other sound effects that we throw in sometimes may be a little much. So put it to a vote. Do we keep it where it is? Do we tone down the sound effects? Or do we get rid of them altogether? And another overwhelming majority, 75.7% of you say, keep it where it is, I, I, Captain. Um, I mean, I understand to some of you that, you know, some of you may think that uh, some things go a little overboard sometimes, and, well, that's what they have a volume control for. Sad but true. So, <laughs> if we're a little too loud, not everything has to be cranked up to 11, you know. Especially for a podcast, but that's just me. Anyway, uh, number 13, uh, being an audio podcast, we rely on clips. Do you think that the length of clips we use is too short, too long, or just right? 91.9% of you, a very healthy majority, say it's just right. Duly noted. Moving on. Number 14, a high quantity of sound clips to make occasional quips or references that may or may not be related to the things we review. Would you say that the amount of clips that we use is too much, too little, or just right? Again, 91.9% of you say just right, as long as it fits the context. No complaints. Moving on. Number 15, and uh, I'm probably guilty of this right this second. As we're going over these results, um, I do I talk too much in order to get to the point, or do I not talk enough? Well, <laughs> 89.2% of you said... Keep the amount of talking where it is. And again, this does not count here because it's, again, just me rattling off uh, results of a survey on screen. I'm just relaying what you're saying. So uh, 
we'll keep the uh, talk where it is there. Now, uh, as far as uh, show length goes, you had a choice between four of them, either 30 minutes or less, 30 to 45 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour, or an hour or longer. Now, again, we said this from day one, that if something really comes up that I'm just... I just have to vent my frustrations on. I will go beyond an hour. But on the other hand, there are some people that think I do a little too long on certain things. Like, and I understand, again, totally, completely. That being said, the majority is 59.5% in favor of shows that are 45 minutes to an hour. So we are going to try to fall more into that uh, time frame in this season. And I'm hoping that uh, everything that I'm writing out right now is adding up to that stuff. But again, it really depends on how everything all meshes up all together. Question 17. Uh, we want to try to do as many shows as we can in a season. But again, as evident by the fact that we're starting in November this year and a bunch of other stuff happens in the real world, we kind of see the importance of pacing ourselves. So the choices were per season, should we do five to 10 shows, 10 to 15 shows, 15 to 20 shows, or 20 to 30 shows on the condition that we split the season up in little Netflix pieces, because that apparently seems to be the norm, you know, do part one, part two, that kind of stuff. This was another one of our questions that were tied up, and the tie is between 10 to 15 shows and 15 to 20 shows. And quite honestly, I was originally planning on doing an even lighter load of uh, 10 to 15, but again, because we're starting late this season in November, um... I, I wanted to pretty much play catch up because I, again, appreciate everybody that's listening. Uh, even me rambling and doing this without a fan blowing in my face. You should see the amount of sweat that I'm wringing out of my shirt right now. <laughs> that's just too much information. Um, so anyway, here's another executive decision. I want to make up for lost time. I want to give you enough shows but not too many. So I've decided that for this season, the number is going to be between 15 to 20 shows. And that will probably be the case uh, going forward for uh, the next few seasons and beyond and whatever. So 15 to 20 shows, uh, final number to be determined. But like I said, we do need to make up for some lost time. On to uh, the question of uh, guests again. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're a small show. We're trying to get as many people as we can here. And for the most part, we have been getting uh, other podcasters to come in and a huge stroke of luck last season and getting Bill Oakley from The Simpsons to come on. And I, I, I appreciate him coming on. And I also appreciate, uh, if he's listening right now, Ian Fermaglitch for uh, setting me up with him. Um, I would love to have more guests like Bill Oakley. But then again, I'd also like to just have people on the show period because sometimes even i get sick of the sound of my own voice so with that in mind uh, we gave you like uh, about nine ten different choices well i mean technically we gave you i think maybe seven choices but we also put in an other category in case there were any other people that you wanted us to have on the show and uh let's just go down the list of the top four that i can see numbers on uh 27 of you say you want more tv insiders or shall we say authors and reporters and 
I should probably have made this a little more clear. Like, uh, how do I put this? Uh, we do have an author coming on this season, and he did write about a TV show, but not quite in the way you would expect. Like, there's a lot of books out there that say... For instance, I guess they're uh, more like uh, collegiate-type books, like uh, The Philosophy of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or The Mathematical Applications of the Big Bang Theory. But, like, they're books that are intrinsically tied to a TV show, but they use a bigger thing to illustrate their points. And that is a kind of author that I actually have booked and have recorded for a show that we're going to be doing this November. Uh, but that much I can tell you is for sure. But I would like to get like more people that were involved, that are involved in like behind the scenes of TV shows. So 27% of you said TV insiders, 21.6% of you say we should have more TV writers on the show. It's a little hard to do right now because as of press time, the writers guild is still on strike. And I believe there are some rules in place involving them getting on podcasts. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but it does um, at least let me know what I'm in for if and when the strikes are ever resolved. And I'd like to bring people on. But we are not a we are not a Writers Guild show. We are not a SAG-AFTRA show. We do support the Writers Guild and SAG-AFTRA. I want to be absolutely clear here because, you know, a lot of shows that I do still watch involve writers and actors. I fucking hate reality TV, and I fucking hate the fact that the fall season is pretty much going to be inundated by that, and also imports from Finland. That's, that, that, um, we already have that rule in place now, so maybe we just might. I don't know. Uh, but writers and actors uh, came in second and third. The actors came in at 16.2%. Uh, TV showrunners, which, by the way, are not the same as the... Uh, producers, the people who run the studios, those are the bad guys. Those are the people that are causing all this right now. But I would like to have uh, more executive producers on the show. And, you know, Bill Oakley was an executive producer for when he was on The Simpsons. But I'd like to talk to Josh Weinstein, his uh, writing partner. I'd like to talk to so many people that have put shows together. And as a matter of fact, I have uh, this book that I found at a thrift store, not a thrift store, uh, a used bookstore. And it's got all sorts of insight from all sorts of uh, creatives. And this almost feels like a Rolodex, really. It's called Created By, Inside the Minds of TV's Top Show Creators. And it is by uh, an author named Stephen Prigg, P-R-I-G-G-E. Maybe it's Prigge, because um, we all know what a... No, never mind. Uh, but yes, I would love to have more uh, showrunners and authors and just people who know what they're talking about, because clearly I do not right now. <laughs> oh, I can talk a mile a minute when I don't have a script in front of me. Um, let's uh, close in now on our very last question, or at least the last question that didn't involve uh, verification of names and addresses. Is there anything else about the show that you like, dislike, or want to change? And... A majority of you say, nope, keep where it is and all that other stuff. But I want to go over uh, just some of these. And again, I, I, I'm not going to call out anybody specifically. But some of these uh, suggestions are both eye-opening, but also jaw-dropping in some cases. Uh, some things are like little minor, uh, I guess you could say, aesthetic changes that we could change. Uh, one person said, uh, when we do the uh, nine-circle 
thing when we uh, do our overall uh, sum up of the show that it comes out a little louder than the rest of the show. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of guilty of uh, rushing while I work. So that's really just sort of a quality control thing. And I will try to make the uh, nine circle sounder a little more uh, sotto voce, if you will. So uh, thank you for uh, letting me know about that. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, don't refer to we or don't use the word we to refer to the podcast if it's one person doing all the work. Many podcasts do this, and it annoys me, or annoys the person who said it. Um, yes, I, I do completely understand where you're coming from f- for all of this. And I, I should scale that back a little bit, but at the same time... I'm kind of doing the work of a number of people. So in that sense, I kind of feel the need to say we a lot because, as I say in the credits, creator, writer, producer, narrator, director, all that stuff. So you might even say I have a split personality right now of five people. So I may just keep on saying we just for the hell of it. But I do understand your complaint there. But um, again, it's just. When, when I, I even do that in regular conversation sometimes, and uh, a good friend of mine that I work with uh, says, do you use the uh, Queen's version of we, as in we are not amused? So from now on, whenever I say we, just assume that I mean I. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll definitely keep that in the back of my mind. Um... Now, this uh, one is a little interesting. It says, I love the show as is. Just make sure you don't make any jokes towards the disabled community, especially those with autism. Yes, that is a very valid point. And us being a show involving criticism, it's always going to be a tightrope between criticizing the show and criticizing certain people that are in a show. And, you know, I'm not saying that we uh, look for shows on purpose for certain reasons, but, you know, every once in a while, you're going to come across uh, an element or two. But, you know, that's why we always make sure when uh, something like that comes up, you know, we do like our little uh, postscripts and disclaimers and all that stuff. Like uh, when we did the episode about Rachel Gunn RN and talked about Kevin Conroy... Uh, we mentioned the part where he came out as a member of the LGBTQIA plus sign community, and we made sure to give him and them the dignity that they deserved. And the same goes for anybody that just by happenstance was uh, recently and tragically deceased. Uh, when we did our episode about hype, it was just a couple months after actress Anne Heche passed away, and it just so happened that that show was making fun of her, and just the timing was a little awkward, so it was like, do we address it, do we not address it, and all that stuff, so... But I do understand your complaint, or not even a complaint, just a suggestion. Because we, as far as I know, we have not done any episodes in which we made fun of people with disabilities. And nor would I want to. Because uh, way back when, I mean, I, I have people in my family that have had disabilities for their entire life. And, you know, you see that kind of stuff in the real world. And that's the kind of stuff that involves a little bit of pause. So... We would never intentionally or even unintentionally do that kind of stuff to that kind of community because we are all human beings, no matter what 
you are or whatever affiliation you are, no matter what race, what creed, what color, what code, what ability, we're all still human beings. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, more crossovers are possible with other podcasts. Uh, that's kind of part of the whole guest thing. Uh, I enjoy the depth of quality, blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, not blah, blah, blah. I appreciate the compliments there. Uh, can't think of anything. Show's been great. Can't think of anything. Show's been great. Enjoy it. We'll continue to enjoy it no matter how you do it. Um, show covers the basis, et cetera, et cetera. So again, we're not going to be drastically changing the show that much. We're only really doing this because now that we're on the cusp of five years of doing this show, we just felt that maybe, and I, again, I say we in the Queen's English way, we just felt that maybe the time is right to just do a little nip-tuck tweak here and there. And we, again, appreciate everybody that took part in the survey. And uh, to those that we selected as winners of our uh, swag packs, uh, we hope that you've received all of them. We've uh, emailed you some tracking numbers. We had some people from uh, international areas uh, chime in and uh, say that, you know, they're from international areas, so hopefully you uh, you got your digital equivalent. Uh, the link did expire a few days ago, but if you never got it, let me know, and I'll try to whip up something very quickly. Other than that, that is the Telehell listener survey. That is the results of the survey. I need something very hydrating to drink right now because this is probably the most talking I've done in about six or so months. But I digress, because that's what I do. Anyway, uh, our next uh, our next thing that we're going to be putting up, we're going to do something in October. It's uh, going to be another uh, Patreon paywall thing. But other than that, we are going to be back on November 12th, 2023 with Turn On from 1969. And if you don't know what that show is, I suggest you watch that before November 12th, because this was a show that damn near broke me. We love you all. We thank you all. And we'll see you in the fall. Take care, everybody.